Hi, welcome to This Property Life. My name is Mark Winship. I'm a property investor, coach, and mentor. Skyrocketing energy bills. This is a huge challenge for all of us right now, but for anybody investing in a property strategy that means that you pay the bills as the landlord, the current unprecedented situation with the cost of fuel is likely to be causing you more than a few headaches over the next few months and possibly beyond. We usually try to keep the content on the podcast as evergreen as possible, but it would be completely remiss of us not to tackle a topic that's so important to so many property investors right now. So this week, I'm joined by Andrea Carrington to thrash this out and to talk to you about some of the steps that we are both taking to mitigate against these rising costs. As an experienced HMO landlord, Andrea is the perfect person for me to speak to about this. So let's get straight into it. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for joining me. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Mark? Good. I'm very good. Thank you. Um, We are here to discuss a particularly hot topic, excuse the pun, um, (laughs) rising energy prices um, and the impact that that has on us as landlords. Um, And I think it's uh, obviously it's very relevant. It's on, well, everybody's minds at the moment. It's not just landlords, not just the rental market that's going to be impacted on this. And um, it's quite... um, uh, it's quite a, a complicated area, actually, because some of this has got to be handled quite sensitively. We were just talking yeah. before the call about, um, you know, obviously, as responsible landlords, we've got businesses to run. But equally, we are mindful of the impact on tenants and, you know, not wanting to just completely throw all of the the, the increased costs on, onto the onto the, the tenants plate. So. Essentially, where do we where do we start as landlords, particularly those landlords that are running all bills included strategies? So HMOs, serviced accommodation. What are some of the top tips that what, what, what are you looking at within your portfolio? And I'll talk a little bit in a bit about what I'm looking at with regard to service accommodation yeah. to sort of um, ride this ride out this period, but also think longer term and how to future proof and make these properties as energy efficient as possible. Well, I think obviously, as we've said before, energy is is important anyway. Being energy efficient is important anyway, because like yeah. we see changes, and I think it's more important now than than ever. Um, obviously, with my, regards to my HMOs, there's several things I've looked at. Obviously, you can put your rents up, and you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that as long as you're not going crazy, yeah. um, because you've got to understand that these people are obviously on a budget as well, or they won't just live in a room with all bills included. Yeah. Um, so I I know that potentially I might take a slight hit on yeah. my cash flow, but that's fine because that's why you have more than one yeah. uh, strategy, more than one property, um, because it will impact. But some of the things that I've kind of looked at, I do have in my HMOs um, Inspire, so you can kind of monitor your usage. I've always had that anyway because people can just whack it up to 28 and they'll have the windows open. And, and so for those listeners that don't know what that is, so that's basically a smart thermostat. Yes, there's this Hive yeah. Inspire. This, there's different ones. You can look yeah. this ones on the market. Um, at, but um, also for saying, also with regards with regards to that as well, um, you can look at the fair usage policy, which, you know, obviously yeah. we discussed earlier about you, you've got to be careful when you, you put this in. If they're in the first six months as a tenant, you can't necessarily yeah. put that in. It's something you've got to an- handle sensitively. Yeah. But you can give them notice like you do with rent increases. You can give them a couple yeah. of months notice. We are going to bring this fair usage policy in. 
So what is that? What and how does that work? So a fair use is so at the minute all your bills are included and that's totally fine. But if you feel like your bills, our bills are going to increase anyway. If you you tend to use it, I think students. I think I know landlords that you use it a lot for students because it can be quite um, laissez faire <laughs> about their, you know, all the heating's on, everything on, windows wide open. Everything. Not that it affects that, but you know, yeah. they're not as as focused on your bills as you are. Yeah. Um, which is why Hive or Inspire or any of those is pretty good for that. But you can offer that out. So if you if you know what your usage is on an annual basis, and it, it should be roughly, you know, the same-ish, it's going to fluctuate slightly. So you know what your usage is. you just got to make sure that they stick with that usage and not go above it. Um, and then you can charge them on top of that. I do see complications with that. I'm not going to pretend that it, I feel like yeah. it's going to be a straightforward scenario. And I haven't put it into my properties yeah. yet. I think... Yeah. Because I think you've got to be, again, you've got to be mindful that if you've got an HMO and you've got four, five, six, seven people living in there, you're going to get conflict from some saying, I ain't putting the heating on. I'm not to, I'm not using more water. So why am I getting, am I paying extra? Yeah. Um, so you've got to do it like a room by room basis, which again is, isn't, isn't straightforward. I do feel that there'll be things coming in to help with that um, yeah. so that you could work out room usage. But again, and I think if you if you're just doing your HMO, there's probably things that you can put in for room usage so that you can see how much they use. But you've got to weigh up how much that's going to cost to install. Yeah. Um, and I think you made a key point as well, which is that, and it's worth it's a point worth making because with the podcast we try usually to try and keep the content as evergreen as possible. But this is yeah. such a big topic that that really we do need to tackle. But you and I and the other mentors, uh, we're we're picking this up at the same time as everybody else. So yeah. this is really in the moment. This is us trying to figure it out in the same yeah. way that everybody else is. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully they'll I'm sure there'll be some nuggets coming out of this, but it's a little bit different to where we would normally say, look, you can benefit from the experience we've had over. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. The last 5 10 15 20 years if you're just starting out we're we're, we're in the mix here with everybody yeah. else and trying to figure this stuff out so yeah we are and i think the thing is i'm speaking to other landlords i'm speaking to letting my letting agents and things like that because obviously it is brand new and how we're going to address it yeah i don't want to be, do a knee-jerk reaction you know take it out on my, my tenants because we're all in the same situation they and I, and I think it came up at the at the summit yeah. is to have a conversation with your tenants, yeah. explain that, you know, you don't want to put this fair usage policy in. We don't want to put your rent up any more than it is at the moment, but we we are going to have to 
monitor this so if they could be considerate and not have the heating on full blast and keep yeah. switching it on you don't want them to be cold either yeah. um but you, you you need them to be mindful of that as well yeah. because it's going to impact on everything and that's um, probably your first port of call isn't it, it yeah is communication with the tenants i mean i guess where I mean, there's certainly within the government, there's that, you know, for the last few years, there's been quite a sort of anti landlord sentiment. And um, it's not always easy to to um, to find tenants who are sympathetic towards uh, <laughs> towards towards landlords and their costs and everything else. That being said, I think this is slightly unprecedented in terms of what we're seeing at the moment. And it impacts on everybody, uh, on everybody's day to day lives. So I think, you know, if communication and just being honest about the situation and the challenges was ever going to work, I think now is the time to to work on that uh, rather than, like you say, suddenly just lumping them with a contract change and a, and a rent right rent raise um yeah. you know opening that uh opening that door for communication is key isn't it and you know making them aware that you don't want to go to that level because yeah. you, you can kind of say i'm not threatening you but we've got to look at a way we're working together yeah. um and i think that's probably the best best yeah. way of looking at it but i think from a landlord's perspective and you have a different i know that you do yeah. certain things you're very yeah. very you do you're so organized and so technically <laughs> amazing of how you deal with your essays anyway prior even not now but prior to this but definitely moving forward and with regards to the energy performance um Mm. we're going to have to upgrade them anyway yeah if you're in a brand new property then just do make sure you've got your insulation in there good insulation not just try and cut corners don't because you're cutting corners and it'll cost you long term um windows make sure you've got good fence a double glazed windows triple glazed if you if you want to push yeah. it out that far because it's going to bring up your epc and it's going to yeah. cost you less for your bills do you um, do your research you know as yeah, such a definitely. good point is if you're doing about if you're doing a refurb then it's a no-brainer really to understand what criteria you're going to have to meet in the next few years yeah. and get that in now because although it may seem like a cost well it is a cost up front you know, you've got builders on site, you've got an empty property, you know, you're you're raising money or getting together money anyway for the refurbishment. So a little bit more expense now is going to save you a lot of time, money and hassle further down the road if you can get ahead of that. Hey, what did Sarah say last time? She gets the EPC guy in. Yeah. At the beginning. And I think knowing that you're going to have to bring your your property up to that that stand, that higher standard, get them in early doors and say, if I want to get to an energy of even B, what yeah. would I need to do? Yeah. Um, because let's be honest, it's gonna it's gonna improve and improve and improve. Yeah. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with making sure that you are ahead of the curve. So don't yeah. try and be reactionary. Yeah. At the moment, if you've got existing properties and they're not necessarily at that standard, we know we're gonna have to upgrade. Yeah. Uh, good boiler system, are you gonna put electrical gas in? That's a that's a probably another huge topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so you know I've got I've got some of my mentees have even said to me now, um, I've got a new property, shall I just put electric in? And why not? But again, you've got to work out what that's going to cost you if it's going to yeah. be is it going to be more energy efficient for your tenants? Yeah. Is yeah. it warm enough for your tenants? Yeah. Um, but if you've insulated your property properly, it's going to be warmer yeah. in any case. So just yeah. do everything that you can to try and make sure make sure that it's it is more energy efficient for them, including for your buy to let tenants. And we said yeah. that. Yeah, this is not just about how much it's costing us. Yeah. Your buy-to-let tenants are going to need to have a more energy-efficient property because it's of their costs rising. Their bills are going up. Yeah. That impact 
us anyway as landlords if they're, if they're running out of money. They're on a budget. Yeah, Most people absolutely. are. And going right back to a really basic point, I guess, is, you know, and this, but this isn't necessarily a given that you'll have this in place, particularly if you're buying older rundown stock in order to use as, as buy to let or HMO, or whatever it might be, is make sure you've got smart meter installed, you know, which, which sounds like a, a real basic thing. But I know I've been guilty of that past getting badgered by the utility companies. We need to install your smart meter. And I'll get round to it. But I, I've certainly been responding to those recently because yeah. the last thing you want to do is go on to estimated usage and find that you're getting, um, you know, astronomical bills because they are uh, inaccurately estimating the amount of usage that's going on at the property. And it also shows you as well where your usage is and how yeah. much and how you can and it gives you a, it, the smart meter is actually very good because they tell you where you could save. Yeah. So why would you not? I mean, they are, to be honest with you, they have been a pain because you've kind of I can see why I've got, still got a couple of mine that haven't got smart meters in. I'm not yeah. going to pretend I'm, I'm all perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> I definitely have. But that's because you'll turn up and wait and they don't turn up to so you kind of looking. I haven't got yeah. time to sit and keep coming back for you to not turn up. So they're yeah. not efficient, but just make it happen. Yeah. You just have to put yourself out or make sure that you let an agent or someone's on site to be there. Yeah. For. yeah, which is interesting, which brings us on to systems. And, and you've mentioned serviced accommodation because I know it's a popular strategy at the moment, but obviously that is very much all bills included. And I think if convincing tenants to be sympathetic towards HMO landlords is difficult, it's 10 times more difficult um, if you're effectively checking into a, an Airbnb or, or, or an apart hotel because that's not in the forefront of people's minds. You know, you no. go and, and to be fair, it's a bit like not wanting to pass on all the cost uh, implications to the tenant. We, in our service accommodation properties, we, we really push the home from home thing. I, I don't want... I don't want the, the 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 guest to arrive and be confronted with all sorts of warning messages about turn this <laughs> off and do that and do this and do that. So it is getting the balance right. But I think the beauty, in a sense, of serviced accommodation, it's kind of harder to manage because you don't have that long term relationship with the tenant where you can uh, build that communication. On the flip side, the opportunity to go to town on the technology and the systems. It, it, there's yeah. a lot more scope to do that. And, and I know we're working on an apart hotel development at the moment, but equally the same sort of system could easily be used in individual units where we're using a smart thermostat system, like you said. Um, it's much easier that way to respond to uh, void periods, to, 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 to times when the property isn't booked and turn the heating off, because the last thing you want is to have the whole, you know, the heating going full whack and you've got Monday to Thursday empty. Um, you can respond to that in real time in, 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 a, in a lot easier way. And we've even got a system going in where there are motion sensors on the smart thermostats. So if they pick out that the guest has been away for the duration of the day, they'll switch the heating off and it will come back on when they walk through the door. Yeah. So, again, I mean, it's not cheap. Um, there, there's, there's an investment in that infrastructure. But w what is it going to save further down the line? That's the key, isn't it? You have yeah. to work out that, you know, and and we say this to obviously all of our to all of our students in any case you have to weigh up the pros and cons and how much it's going to cost you in store to how much it's going to save but with energy costs right now it's probably yeah. a no-brainer i did yeah. say to you i'm going to do that with my hmos as soon as they leave the room the lights go out the heat goes <laughs> off <laughs> move away from the shower it stops um yeah. but you, know, you, you 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 definitely have to be a bit more mindful um 
moving forward and i mean yeah. with existing properties you've just got to make sure that they are energy efficient make sure that your boilers serve we have to anyway yeah. make sure it's serviced it's running properly uh, your radiators are all working efficiently the bled and everything else yeah. so you just have to make sure everything's working so and this is the time to think ahead isn't it yeah. so that you know quite yeah. often hmos they need a little bit of a refresh anyway when there's a turnover of tenants if someone yeah. moves out or if it's a student property the whole lot move out but maybe now you know on top of the liquor paint and the the, the deep carpet clean or whatever you're going to do you might want to start chipping away at some of the end of any energy efficiency upgrades that's a tongue yeah. twister um that are going to be needed further down the line you know yeah. make the most we're, gonna of those opportunities. we're gonna we're gonna have to do it for all those properties let's be honest not yeah. just your hmos because it saves us money but for you we're gonna have to we're having to respond to government guidelines as we always yeah. have to yeah i mean let's be honest now this has been coming in for a while it's not something that's brand new we've known yeah. this is coming so yeah. I know that, you know, my latest HMO is more energy efficient than probably any of the others have been because yeah. I've kind of known that we're going to have to get to the point where the energy the energy um, performance certificate is at its standard level. Yeah. Um, yeah. The apartments I've just done, all exactly the same, you know, yeah. even with no eating on the toasty warm anyway because yeah. they're, they're insulated within an inch of the life because they have to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, so but if you're doing anything... If you've got pre-existing, you're going to have to go back and probably update yeah. certain things. It's, it's, it's what we do with landlords. It's all right thinking, oh, it's going to cost us money. But yeah. actually, it's our responsibility. Yeah, well. and I think that's yeah. the right message, isn't it? Like, I, yeah. you know, as you do, you're scrolling through social media. And I think there's – this would not be your approach. This would not be my approach. But there's certainly a lot of landlords out there quite flippant about some of the energy price rises and saying, well, that's fine. The rents are just going to go up to cover it. And I think yeah. that, you know, there's an inevitable inevitability about that to a certain degree. But I know the government are going to be looking quite closely at how those price rises are passed on to the tenants and making sure it's done in a fair way. And if there were any inkling that, you know, there was profiteering going on or that we were increasing rents, you know, by such an amount just to cover our backs. And in reality, the, the tenant is overpaying for the energy then that's going to get looked at quite closely so you know it's just getting the balance right and i guess again that's the difference isn't it between hmos and service accommodation to a degree is that with service accommodation we can be a little bit nimbler a little bit quicker to respond with price increases and so because we yeah. can almost respond in real time that like i can put we could have someone checking out tomorrow and i could have the rate the nightly rate go up by 10 pounds tomorrow you know, and we can respond much quicker. I think with HMOs, it's going to be, you're going to have to, um, what's the word, like project forwards. You're going to have to build this into your planning and your cash flow over the next 12 months, potentially. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I think, so if, if you, if you, if you, if everyone's wanting to take notes or anything, the things you need to do is make yeah. sure that your EPC is going to be, to the standard it needs to be anyway which is a c coming for yep. moving forward so double glazed windows make sure your heating systems up to standard or you know the best it can best heating system you get get your inspiring which is going to be controlled by you remotely yep. um this is for vitalets hmo so this is for everything yeah um, and and just make sure that you you you've you've got a fair usage policy and if it's a brand new 
uh, building, but you're going to have to look into that. That's yeah. um, and to be honest. Like yeah. I say, this is real time. Yeah. We will find better solutions for this moving forward. We are yeah. just dealing with something that's kind of happening to us right now, and we are looking into it right now. Fair yeah. use. Inspire has always been in mind. Um, but the conversation with the tenants, I think that's really key. But again, just make sure that your buy to lets are done as well because you know their 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 bills have gone up. Everybody's everybody's economy has changed drastically. Yeah, and that's true. It's it's you know, we focused a lot on HMOs and, and service accommodation, but even with your buy to lets is about working with the tenants because ultimately you know, the last thing you want to hit is is a situation when we've got a lot of rent arrears. Um, because the costs have gone up and the tenants can't afford to pay the rent. And, uh, you know, the energy companies are a lot less sympathetic about chasing for their arrears than than we're able to as landlords. So, yeah. you know, it's going to have knock-on effect there as well. So it's it's just about working with them, isn't it, I think. But it's also I worth... as well, though, I think now, you know, if we have to evict somebody, let's yeah. say we because they've not paid the rent and our EPC isn't up to standard, it will get thrown out, I think, because yeah. as a landlord, we'll get looked at as that we're not being ethical. Yeah, this is why point. we teach you to do everything yeah. to the letter yeah. and yeah, try which... ahead of the curve. And I'm not trying to scare anyone, but just be mindful of that. It's our responsibility. As You can't just get in this and think to yourself, oh, yeah, we're going to make loads of money. Yeah. It's yeah. not just about that. We're, we're providing homes for people, yeah. Yeah. Um, affordable homes for people. You know, we're not overcharging. Yeah. We're charging a fairer rate for a, for a good accommodation. So we have to do things properly. But um, that also brings on to the other side of the coin, right? Because we're not only landlords, we're investors. Yes. So let's think a little bit about the opportunities that might come out of this. Yeah. Because actually, you know, you, the, the, the impact is going to be widespread across landlords. We're going to see the cost going up. And, you know, there will be there will be landlords without question who are either unable or unwilling um, to make that that investment back into their properties again or be looking to offload stock yeah well i've is... already seen it on forums of you Landlords yeah yeah, yeah, owning, yeah oh you know yeah we're just exactly. trying to cripple us we're not going to yeah. make any money and yeah. then you can sit back and think yeah we'll uh, take that on refurb it you know yeah. get it it's up to bit, standard it's a bit like hmo licensing isn't it everyone was sort of a little bit panicky about that coming in but my take on any kind of regulation licensing whether it's epc regulations is ultimately it's going to favour the professional operators, yeah. Um, and opportunities are going to come off the back of it. So you know, it's not it's not all doom and gloom. I think as investors, no, we've always got to look for the yeah, opportunity. We don't need it to sound doom and gloom. I think we've just got to be prepared, and it's yeah. about being prepared and making sure that we're doing the right thing for yeah. not just for ourselves but for our tenants, yeah. And being as ethical as we can. And we, yeah. you know, it is going to cost more money to live. We know that. We've seen yeah. the inflation rates but again more opportunities for investors yeah. uh, jumping on board as well yeah. um cool. but i do yeah. think i think that we've, we've just we've just got to do the right thing and make sure that we've got everything covered that our epc goes up we've got energy efficiency yeah. running through the properties to try and, try and keep those bills down as well yeah. as and and, yeah. and i know this is probably i do watch him that martin lewis because he kind of gives you loads of money saving tips he is pretty yeah. good yeah, yeah you know do yeah. listen to any any ideas as well that you can have to try and say it be more energy efficient within your yeah. in your property and save yeah. money? 
Perfect. Short but sweet episode, but I, I think I it's... I know, I'm uh, thinking, oh, God, not, not the gas and electric again. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, but, it, it, it is part of what we do for a living, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's on it's on a lot of people's minds, isn't it? So I think it's been worthwhile addressing that, and, and hopefully people uh, people have got a few nuggets from that and also understand that we're in the same boat. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure as, as things play out, like you said, there will be uh, more technology, there will be better systems, um, and that's the beauty, I think, of being... Part of a community like we are is that you know we're all living and breathing this. We're on the front line, and you know that's that's where the developments are happening. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Thank yeah. you, Andrea. No, you're welcome. Bye. Thank now. you so much. I'll speak to you soon. I hope that there were at least one or two practical tips that you can take away from this episode to help you to handle rising energy costs within your portfolio strategies and technology to mitigate against these rising costs will continue to evolve so the best way to keep up to date with the latest developments is to be part of a thriving property community luckily i have just the thing head on over to the property wealth system community page on facebook and join the conversation with hundreds of other like-minded property investors you will also find loads of useful hints and tips over on our YouTube channel. Just search Property Wealth System and hit subscribe so that you never miss an update. Please like and share the podcast wherever you get your podcast fix. Thanks again for listening and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.